As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Be the best and you got to pay a little price. If you want it bad enough, you got to do a little extra things to get it. In case you weren't aware... Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, Rams. I'm just getting caught up. Did something today? Well, I know you were busy tweeting about Alan Robinson wearing the blue on blue uniforms, yeah. Rich, which yeah, I was concerned. That we can definitely dissect that at a later date. But uh, in case you guys weren't aware, which I assume most of you are, um, Aaron Donald has finally agreed to terms on his massive raise. Um, this is okay. Let me let me get, take you guys through the deal. So my understanding of this is the three years left on his current deal have been restructured. Um, now he is, as things currently stand, he will be the highest paid non quarterback in the NFL. Um, there are also History. two. There are also two years on the back end of that. So. Technically, if we're looking at this in its technical structure, it is a five-year deal. However, the three working years are where the big raise comes. So this is this is all really important um, in terms of the money. There's been um, some some massive reported numbers, and and we always uh, over here like to make sure that we see the actual sheet of the contract um, before right. settling on. Some of those numbers, just because there's a lot of, as you guys have seen through the course of this entire process, there's been a lot of maneuvering and uh, a lot of, you know, public uh, sort of negotiation unfolding in public. Um, so we always try to make sure that we um, get those those accurate numbers when the contract's officially filed. And, and my understanding is that will be officially signed this afternoon. So it should be filed over to the league later this week, and then it'll be official. Um, next in line, Rich, is Cooper Cup. And that's something that much like this contract with Aaron, that's something the team's been very public about. That's something that I have reiterated over the last couple of months, even um, that this is something that's going to get done. They are making good progress on that contract. I've heard good things from, from both about the progress of that contract. And I think that this is something that also happens. um, I wouldn't say maybe the imminent future, but definitely in the near future, and I, I honestly also think that when you're working with numbers of the magnitude of Aaron's contract restructure, um, you are needing to make sure that um, those are settled before you make certain promises with other 
high dollar deals. So this is uh, this is an exciting day for Rams fans. Uh, I know all of you guys in the audience um, probably have some questions for us, but Rich, instant questions from you, instant thoughts. Um, you know, I think social media, Twitter specifically, is breathing a huge sigh of relief. <laughs> you know, I, I know I've ranted and I've ranted and raged against the the social media machine here over the last couple of weeks because, again, guys, as I've said since you know March. <laughs> This was always going to get done, even though it was very real. Yes, that Aaron did consider the possibility of retirement, as he rightfully should, having that conversation with his family, um, understanding sort of where he was at in his career and his life. That was an ongoing conversation that they they'd been having for a while. Um, But the opportunity to um, try to win another one again, it's not it's quite clear Sean McVay coming, you know, deciding he he wasn't going to take any TV money, making sure he's committed. Matthew Stafford, all of these guys are tied together right now because this is where they believe their window to win as many of these things as they possibly can is. Um, And so I think that that's all of these three things in conjunction. If you look, take a step back and look, um, the path to all of this is is has been pretty clear for a while. So. Um, all right. I see we have a lot of questions in the chat, but Rich, I do want to get your initial thoughts on this. And then we also have some people in the audience to come up on stage. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I see the questions coming in. That's great. And there's some in the chat also that I'm, uh, I'm sure we can we can answer in between. Um, yeah, everything you said, I, I would just stamp Jordan. I mean, it, it it made sense from the beginning. I also understand the angst. I mean, it, in absence of football games. Uh, what do you do? You worry about the next football game and the next football game wasn't going to be for months away. So people uh, were concerned what was going to happen with Aaron Donald. There was no deadline. We talked about that ad nauseum. There was no panic. There was no uh, artificial date that something had to get done. I'll tell you what my main takeaway is, Jordan, other than all the things that you just said and the things that we talked about on the podcast uh, just a few days ago, is that uh, once again, on both ends, uh, just handled very professionally. And, uh, you know, I even go back to the last contract discussions that Aaron had when there actually was a holdout when he didn't uh, you know, report to, for, for some things. Even then, even then, professional, there there wasn't any you know, back and forth, there wasn't any public kind of, you know, chirping at each other. Um, and, I, and I always admired both sides for that. And again, even in this case, uh, when there was some question, and I do believe, as we talked about the other day, I do believe there was some legitimate question as to whether Aaron would come back and play or whether or not he had decided he was done. Uh, but, but even then, even in Aaron's public comments, respectful, honest, not taking shots, not making threats, uh, things like that. And and you saw yeah. the Rams, of course, be very quiet throughout this process, which they are also known to do. We'll work it, work in well, very stealth ways. Yeah. Well, I sh- sure. I mean, I get that. I, I wouldn't. In even terms if, of the negotiations, I mean, even if they weren't, you you just got a sense that all of this was happening the way that it, it was. There was it was the way that everybody agreed this would go like, right. you know, Aaron was super upfront, like you said, was super upfront with sort of where he was at in terms of his headspace. Um, my understanding is that he and Sean McVay had a series of really in-depth conversations because Sean McVay was also in a certain headspace. Um, you know, everybody needed to step away for a minute. It was a long season. I, I think we forget too soon and too easily how chaotic this last season was. Oh I certainly God. have not recovered yet. 
Um, and and it's, <laughs> it's amazing to imagine what these guys put themselves through and then needing to step away for a moment, like completely understandable. And, and they had a series of, of long conversations with each other. This is a super open, honest relationship, like you said, Rich. And, and also the Rams were super public about their intentions. Back in March, Tony Pastors, again, never talks to media. <laughs> Tony right. Pastors went on the record at league meetings to me and said, um, this, this, we, you know, I'm paraphrasing what he said, but he, he said, right. this is not going to be a holdout. This is going right. to get done. Right. Said the same thing about Cooper Cup. This is what we've been reiterating time and time and time again. So any right. of the things that come out since then, the establishment of honesty and open communication was already set, right? So like anything right. that right. comes out since then, to me, wasn't even really about leveraging. It was more like Aaron communicating his thought process. Like I think it right. was always right. a, a given that yes, he is going to be that he's the best defensive player on the planet and he is going to be paid as such. This was the right. expectation of the Rams. Once they got in the middle of that six year deal, he previously signed and we're like, Oh shit, he's dramatically outplaying this deal <laughs> and, right. Right. and uh, is continuing to do so well into the meat of the deal. As the guaranteed money fell out, this was always going to be renegotiated. It's just that, him producing at that level and then being very upfront with them about the the concept of, okay, I did win the Super Bowl. You know, I've done everything I need to do. So I really need to have a conversation about this and consideration about this. So anything that came out since then to me right. was maybe more so about um, continuing that positive marketing trend and also continuing to explain this is where he was at through this entire process. Oh, no question about it. Yeah. And, and I, I guess my, my only thought there was that it, it doesn't always work out that way. Right. <laughs> in, with, well, with it's like very, with other this is players. weird, I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. This, this is not, a, <laughs> uh, I, I don't even know what the comparable situation, I, well, there is none when you're talking about the highest paid uh, non quarterback in, in NFL history. There is no comparable, obviously. So, uh, this is a unique situation. Um, but yeah, in the end, it, it played out exactly as it should and exactly as, uh, you and expected and and communicated throughout the process. And yeah, Jordan, just want to clarify one, not clarify, but just reiterate one thing, because I'm seeing some of the comments coming into the chat, you know, kind of what we're talking about here when, when you say you want to see the contract is it's, it's not a straight line. Sometimes they, the Rams in particular are known for, you know, putting money in creative ways or, or, you know, whether it's front loading or back loading or, or whatever it may be. Um, it's, it's not always simple, as simple as just looking at the raw numbers and saying, Oh, yeah. that's what it is. So th that's, that's kind of what we're talking about here. Uh, and that's what Jordan, I think you're, you know, I, I know that's what you're trying to say with the, with the yeah. years and the money and that sort of thing. Thanks Rich for clarifying. Yeah. I hadn't looked at yeah. the the comments just yet, but yeah, it's um that's super important. Like, yes, he is the, he's going to be, when we see the official numbers, like, yes, he is the highest paid non-quarterback in the NFL. That's the really clear line here um, right. in terms of the structure itself, like average per year, sometimes it's structured to annual year versus league year. Um, so right. it's like when, when Matthew's deal was done, it was like, you know, he's making X massive number in the year 2021 or the year, you know, the year 2022, he will have made X massive, you know, something like $65 million or something like that. I, you know, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, right. but what it looks like, over the contract structure and as it pertains to the cap number is dramatically different when it's framed in that way versus when it's framed in the other. It doesn't mean that the numbers are, are fake. It means that the way that exactly. this is structured yeah. out is honestly 
in this regard, the most important thing is that yes, he is the highest paid um, non-quarterback. And then after that, when the contract is officially filed over, you can see how it was clearly structured out. And what I mean by some of the things that you see in the initial, it's it, when you see things in the initial, it's like um, sort of the instant package versus the fi- the official filing over. And that's, that's what yeah. I mean by that. Yeah. That's what the difference is. But thanks Rich for clarifying that. Cause that's definitely important yeah. to clarify. It, yeah. And especially for a team like the Rams, I mean, who are, they are so creative with that sort of thing. And that like the initial number doesn't always reflect <laughs> what you're going to see. So when you get a question there, like it's a, Michael S just asked, you know, how, how it's going to affect the cap for this coming season. Well, that's exactly what we're talking about here. Like Jordan's going to need to see uh, some of those numbers and exactly how that money is spread around or how it's distributed. And then we'll be able to give you a better idea. So hopefully that'll, uh, that'll take place in the, in the near future here. So yeah. Uh, any, any of yeah. these deals too, in the short term, you can expect that they will probably actually clear some space in the short term. Just, just frankly speaking, like that was something that was important um, to the Rams this year. It's been important to them the last couple of years. Um, It was important to them navigating Matthew's contract. I would assume similar to how you saw them be a little bit more creative with the auto restructure language in Jalen, Robert and Cooper's deal a couple of years back. Um, Sometimes you see these things come in bunches. So with Matthews, Aaron's and Cooper's deal, I would expect there to be some cap relief on the front end. And then you also see with this that the back two years, money can be repurposed into those back two years as well is what you're uh, you're sort of looking at here. The, the important thing, again, to reiterate, the important thing is that these these three years that were left on the initial deal that he signed were restructured into sort of the inflation that they that uh, that he demanded with his uh, with his performance, not that he was making demands like his pr- production yeah. demanded. <laughs> Gosh, I'm really crushing it. My God. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like you have a lot going on right now, George. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yes. And uh, just, you know, Eric A uh, chimes in and says, looks like we tightened the contractual tart. Uh, enjoyed, enjoyed that comment. Always a good callback. Somebody noted that uh, it's the first win for the team in blue on blue after them posting the Allen Robinson. Hey, look at like that. Like that one, blue and blue is, is one and oh in, in 2022, apparently. So good stuff here, Jordan. Should we get to, uh, should we jump in on some questions? Yes, but I, okay. First and foremost, because yeah. I know it's coming and I, I love you guys for it. <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. Right? I did. Yeah. And I, and I love you guys for it. I'm just gonna, I'm going to take care of it in one fell swoop <laughs> here. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm, you know what? I'm really optimistic about him coming back to, to Los Angeles. Everything I've heard about this, first of all, nothing has changed in that sense. Like um, it's, it's been what it is. Uh, there's a, a, the structure is, has been outlined of what the offer is to him. Again, it's probably in, in my sense, and I haven't heard anything different than this. It would be heavily incentivized the first year, probably a low base number, probably a low guaranteed number in that first year as well because of the the injury and wanting to see how he does coming back from recovery, um, hitting those milestones, he would probably be cleared sometime around November, early December. Um, Obviously the Rams would want to have him also in their building to rehab. That's super important. Um, And signing a deal would also speed up that uh, getting back into the building and all of those things that are, are great. Um, Teammates really want him back. He's in constant communication with teammates who who are always reaching out to him. Um, and, and having conversations with him. They love him. He really fit in in Los Angeles. He loved it here. Um, he was a great fit for them schematically, but also as a person, um, just nothing but good things um, about this guy. So it also is really very fair for him to be considering what's best for him right now. 
and also continuing to hit certain milestones in his rehab where he knows for sure this is what I'll be capable of. Um, this is the timeline that I can stay on and then sort of negotiate through the offer accordingly, right? Because you want to make yeah. sure you know where you're going to be at when you're trying to figure out how much money you're going to make over the next two years. The back end of the multi-year deal, my understanding is op- is like kind of up for for negotiation. Like it's in my understanding, the way it was explained to me is it, it would be super flexible in the regards to, in regards to some of those things that I just mentioned, you know, how he's doing, how he does come back. Um, you know, the front, the front end, I think is what would ultimately be the sticking point because again, a lot of things are gray and up in the air in that regard, but I do feel positive about it. You know, I don't have a timeline for it again. I don't know what his rehab timeline is, so I don't have a timeline yeah. specifically for it. But I am feeling positive about it. And I think that there's a good chance that OBJ is a Ram. Um, that's my my yeah. sense of the situation. Obviously, things change and can right. always change at any time. But um, and, and obviously, too, I'm in full support as a person of uh, any player trying to do what's right by himself and his family um, in terms of seeing what's out there and seeing what's possible for him financially, especially with what these guys put their bodies through, especially what we know he's still capable of and especially with um, what he's already been through physically. So um, definitely going to continue to monitor that situation, but I don't think that it's anything to immediately panic about um, from, from Rams fans perspective. So <laughs> with that, the if you were on the line there and you had an Odell question, uh, we probably have taken care of it. So yeah, Jordan, I know. Yeah, quick pivot. Yeah, come up with something else. Uh, so Jordan, I know people have some questions for you here. I'm going to get to them. Uh, we can, uh, we don't have a ton of time here and everybody, uh, probably, uh, some of you need to get back to work. So keep the questions, uh, as tight as we can and, uh, we'll try to get through them here. So let's see. I'm going to start off with Curtis F. So Curtis, so Curtis, you hear me? Go ahead. Hear me? Oh, Go ahead. Oh. We got some background, yes, sir. There, background so. there. So, how are you? Hey man, doing well. How's it going? If you Great. can mute on your end, Curtis, somehow we're getting a lot of feedback from your uh, computer. I think. Oh, sorry. That's okay. That's okay. Is that better? Uh, uh it is. So go ahead. So what go ahead. Um, I'm just wondering what you guys think about, you know, we haven't had a repeat since the 04 Patriots. How do you, how does a locker room feel now that we're putting these pieces back together? We've added Bobby. What's your opinion on that? And my second question is how about money for the future? How is this going to affect our salary cap down the road? Thank you. Awesome questions, Curtis. Curtis. Thank you so much. Um, I think the echo was my fault. So sorry. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> sorry. Um, but thank you for the questions. Yeah. So kind of, kind of what it, um, I was alluding to before, um, you know, this, this is, you could sort of look at this in two lenses. One, they absolutely needed to get this, this deal worked through with Aaron Donald and also with Matthew Stafford. I think if you look at it through that lens, securing the high APY for, for two players who, the Rams feel continue to keep them in contention for Super Bowls specifically, not just the postseason, but for Super Bowls. Um, they feel that this is money well spent because that's where they're at right now as, as it pertains to their team build process and their ecosystem. It doesn't mean that it's not a strain 
Um, there will be a strain and probably some difficult financial decisions made. And you see this every year in free agency. The Rams had been preparing for all three of these guys um, to have their deals redone this spring. And so you did already see some some tough departures. I'm sure they would have loved nothing more um, than to have Sebastian Joseph Day around long term, for example, um, a couple of the other guys that had departed as well. Um, and, and then you also did see that they were prepared to offer Von Miller a massive contract um, that the Bills sort of outbid. And so I think that when you look at it in the, in the lens of this is a team that believes they are not just in postseason contention, but in Super Bowl contention, they are going to spend in this way and continue to balance their ecosystem with some of the fr- fragility and interdependence that um, I've written about this last year. And that's sort of where they're at. It doesn't mean that it's an easy thing. And it also doesn't mean that it's um, without flaw. And it's also high risk, you know, things like injuries, stuff like that can totally topple it. And then you don't have a ton of flexibility with your spending. Um, But at the same time, this is they're quite comfortable operating in this frame of mind. And I think we saw that last year when pretty much anything that could have happened to these guys did. (laughs) And Uh, and they somehow found a way to, to work through the chaos. And so then on the other token, um, you know, being around the building for the last couple of weeks, and I kind of mentioned this on the, the last episode of 11 personnel, like this is a group that feels very much like it hasn't just won the Super Bowl. Um, and I think, you know, it talking with Bobby Wagner about it a little bit, who, by the way, teammates just adore and also Alan Robinson teammates just adore. It sounds like so far, which has been really cool to, to hear about. And they fit in really well. Um, it just it sounds to me even, you know, factoring in his outsider perspective coming in that they are very much in the mentality of last year was last year. This year was this year. So I think that's exciting. Um, we also know that Aaron Donald was super super involved with the recruitment of Bobby Wagner. Bobby said that Aaron was the first person among the first people from the Rams who texted him after he got cut by Seattle. Um, to me, that was when all of this was decided. <laughs> um, right, you know, right. You know, we, we knew he was considering retirement, but when he reaches out to Bobby Wagner, to me, uh, this, this has all been, uh, that's when all of this was sort of sealed. And especially when Bobby agreed to, to come on board, um, that was sort of, an energizing thing for, for everybody, I think. And, and especially for Aaron, um, you know, it's not like this exact same as, as bringing in a guy like Vaughn, who's going to, you know, rush the passer, but at the same time, the things they can do with Bobby, his leadership, his expertise, um, his veteran presence, and then just so much of the, the intangibles as well as what he can do on the field. Um, that, that was really energizing from Aaron, for Aaron, from what it sounds like. And it has been for the, for the entire group. Yeah, that's a great point about Bobby Wagner. I can't believe I hadn't thought about that before. But yeah, you're not, you know, those guys talked a lot. You know, he's not going to come here. And then all of a sudden, oh, by the way, now you're not going to get to play next to the, the best defensive player in the history of the world. <laughs> so yeah, in hindsight, that probably made a lot of sense, didn't it? Yeah, I think, and, and then the Sean, you know, Sean McVay, like you mentioned on our podcast, Rich, he just doesn't have a poker face. So like, yeah, when he was like, he, he said at league meetings, he was like, yeah, if Aaron and Matthew didn't want to come back, that would have made it a lot, a lot easier, like, or not right, easier, but he right. was like, I don't know. He's like, I'd probably still be thinking about whether I'm coming back. <laughs> and it, right. and he, was jo- he was joking, of course, but there is some truth there where, um, you know, that this is the core of the roster, keeping the core together. You know, the, the prim- some of the perimeter of the roster is going to look different. I don't think it's 
wise to legitimately hashtag run it back in the exact same way you did before because everything changes and evolves and you have to adapt and adjust. And so far to me, it seems like that's sort of what the Rams are trying to do while also keeping some of those really important core pieces the same, um, regardless of the cost, because again, they are, uh, and I like that hashtag pass it forward. Yes. And it also serves as a, <laughs> as a troll for Rich Hammond, you know? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think that's where they're at right now. And um, to me, they seem, they seem energized. They seem like they're clicking. I know that it'll be really cool to see everybody together um, tomorrow morning. So it, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Yep. And uh, yeah, good reminder there. Yeah. The, the mini camp does uh, start tomorrow. So good timing. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's get back to the questions here because there's some lined up for Jordan. So I'm uh, going to go to Benny. Benny, can you hear us? Hi, how are you guys doing? Good, man. How are you? How are you? Great. Jordan, Rich, you guys just gave me great news. I'm just getting off of vacation, go back to work tomorrow. I was dreading it until I saw this. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. What, uh, what, can, uh, what can Jordan help you with today? I had the most serious question, Jordan. So... Oh, good. I'm sitting feel, down. <laughs> how strongly do you feel that this got done at the wedding? That Sean, at the end of the night, they were walking out the building or whatever. It was like, hey, Stan, get this done already. I could see him with the, the, the bow tie untied, just telling him, hey, guys, get this done already. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like something happened at the wedding that just, this got it done this weekend. Uh, I feel like there were probably a lot of like jokes and, and references to it made, but I also feel like this was really, really cl- like all but signed even before. I think that Aaron getting back into town for the wedding was kind of a uh, maybe a timestamp that they had on it in terms of him being physically present 
um, to, um, to sign it in person. And, and obviously they're having their, their marketing day and branding day today at the, at the stadium. So this was a big sort of time stamp for them. Um, but I felt like this deal was done when Sean McVay said last week, um, that he expected Aaron at minicamp. And, and honestly, that was what they had said all along that they didn't think there would be a holdout or any sort of type of similar situation. Um, but yeah, I can definitely see lots of jokes being made about this, especially, um, as the night continued and more and more, um, alcohol was, was consumed. Um, I am sure Aaron has heard just about every joke about this. Uh, that does remind me of a story also, um, that at the combine, it was like five years ago, maybe six years ago, I did see a coach for a team who will not be named, uh, ripping shots right before signing a contract extension that was reported a couple of weeks later. So, you know what? It's not that far out of a question in some, in some situations. Uh, right. This is, this is not, uh, this is not that outlandish of a scenario, but certainly this was something that was, uh, that was, I think all but done um, leading up in, in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. In, in my telling of the story, Jordan, uh, Sean McVay got informed about the deal just before he did that. Uh, dance to California Love on the stage. <laughs> if, if people haven't seen it, <laughs> it was a it was a very enthusiastic and aggressive uh, uh, rendition of California Love. So uh, I it looked like everybody had it. it was it was very cool to see the uh, the pictures. I even saw a couple pl- former players in there. Uh, looked like John Sullivan was was at the wedding. So that was cool to see uh, you know some some guys come back there. And yeah, I'm sure uh, I'm sure there was much rejoicing for several reasons. Uh, over this past weekend. So yeah. congratulations. Congratulations also to the McVeighs. Uh, I'm glad uh, glad they were able to squeeze that in before the mini camp starts <laughs> or Sean goes right back to work. So, but after that, they'll have some time. So. Yeah. Could they ever do anything like calmly ever? Like, can this no, team just no, like, no, no, be calm? No, no. <laughs> can they, maybe let's spread the timeline out a little bit, guys. Let's, no, you never, know, never, take a breath never. in between. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> It'll be, uh, it's pretty amazing. All right. We got some questions though. We want to get to them if we can. So I, I uh, apologize. I always like to get everybody's name right. And I, I have a bad, oh, and it just dropped also. So I don't have to worry about that. One. Um, so let's go to Scott. Scott, if you're there. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Going good. Uh, first off, I want to give a big shout out to the Rams Twitter group chat. Uh, everyone in there is awesome. Uh, but my question is, uh, Aaron said that he only wanted to play for eight years. Uh, do you think that this restructure will will want him to finish out this contract? Or do you think we'll have to worry about these retirement rumors next year? <laughs> That's a great question, Scott. Um, I... I can only tell you my theory about this and I don't, this is not sourced information. This is me reading tea leaves and editorializing. So please don't uh, put this in the, what I agree, the wonderful Rams Twitter. I peruse it now and again. I I'm a lurker, but um, yes, I, I agree. Wonderful group. Shout out to that group. Uh, please don't put it in there as if I'm directly quoting someone in the organization, but um, <laughs> the way that I sort of see this is, Aaron, uh, probably Cooper, Sean, and Matthew are all going to be tied together for perhaps, you know, and probably less too, will all be tied together um, for probably, you know, the next three years or the duration of this deal. There, there, uh, it sounds like there's a no trade deal 
in the contract. Obviously, um, that would be a no brainer, but good to have that in writing. Um, so to me, you know, we're looking at a timeline of when the Rams perceive this, this window will be. And also, I think fairly in consideration for when Sean McVay might, you know, be ready to step aside and take a little bit of a break. Also, Matthew Stafford and his career and then sort of the uh, as he continues to to get older, Cooper Cup, as he continues to get older and, and his career, I think you're looking at the 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 very, um, very mildly sort of not sharpied in framing of when these guys all how long these guys all think that they can probably win at a very, very high level together before various factors, including Sean McVay getting into TV, including Aaron retiring, including Matthew and his, and his overall like longevity as a player. Um, those types of things I think are all very much connected together. Sean McVay and Les Snead um, are going to be extended before training camp. And I think, again, you're going to start to see some of the structure outline itself. And I think that's a very clear communication of the, the time of deep immersion in this process that they're in. To me, that's fascinating. It's um, it's it's really really interesting to over the next couple of years. It'll be interesting to unpack those dynamics and and sort of what that all means and making sure you you're you know essentially all in every single year as the Rams have been already um, under Sean McVay. And I think that that's going to present and lead to sort of an interesting dynamic. But to me, that's my opinion of of where they're at right now. So. We might hear this every every off season at this point. You know, oh, is it time? Is it ready to take a break? My my opinion is that um, Matthew and Sean, especially Sean and Aaron, Sean and Cooper and Matthew and Aaron, to me, these guys are all tied together for uh, the next three years at least. Yeah, that that certainly seems to make sense the the way that it's lined up. And and the other part of that is you can you can bet that somewhere in the Rams facility they're they're already putting the framework together for what things look like after that. Uh they probably don't have a a plan written down or anything like that, but you start thinking about it. Okay, well this is our window. This is the time that this core is going to be together and then there is going to come a point where it's not and it starts to break up a little bit. And then what? You know, then what's the then what's the plan? So, so I guarantee you I don't know, uh but I would bet that that those discussions uh, or at least running through people's heads at this point. And there's always that years ahead look at, at what might happen. So that'll be a good question for somebody who might be joining us next week. Hmm. Maybe we'll have to shelve that one for, uh, for our next episode to, to ask that question. But we got a couple more questions for Jordan. It's been great so far. Appreciate everybody hopping on with us to, to discuss this. Uh, Someone ask Richie so, uniform question. Come on, guys. Come on. This uh, is, I know this group. We've got this covered. Come on. Yeah. We'll get the, we'll try to get that answer next week too. That'd be great. Uh, so let's go. Oh, Benny's back with us. So Benny, sorry if I cut you off before. Or are you there? Yeah. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, gotcha. You know. Hey, Benny, how are you? All right. Perfect. Um, yeah. I uh, just wanted to ask, uh, one, in terms of Cooper Cup's extension, do you guys think that gets done sooner now that ADs is out of the way? And then uh, the uniform question also was, have you heard anything about the like upcoming uniform release or uh, anything like that that they've uh, talked about before? Yeah. Both, did you both did you have anything great. to add on Cooper there, Jordan? Or I mean, uh, we well, kinda... actually, both both questions, both great questions. My answer to both yeah. questions is yes and yes. Um, 
the second question we're going to save for our guest who is coming on our podcast yeah. next week. So uh, sorry to sorry <laughs> to foreshadow um, <laughs> that, that way, guys. But um, but yeah, there's going to be a conversation about that. And then um, Cooper Cup, you know, the word I'm using is uh, is um, imminent. It might not be immediate, but the word I use is is imminent. And I do think that the that the money, uh, just making sure you have like while the outlines and the structures were clear and um, the the strategies were all established and the uh, understanding that all this stuff gets done that was already also established. But I think dotting the i's, crossing the t's. Um, and the actual language of some of the, the way that the money's spread out. Um, I think that that's something where you might, that, that would be the only thing that would take up some of the time. Um, so while yes, I do think Cooper's deal is imminent. I also, uh, I hesitate to use the word immediate, uh, just because there are just right. some things, some technical things to, to sort through with, with all of these. And, um, but, but yeah, I, I'm pretty confident that that happens, uh, in the near future, maybe not again in the immediate future, but certainly in the near future. Right. Because we're talking about, I mean, everybody, I think most people understand this, but after you get through the mini camp the next couple of days, I mean, there's nothing that this is the time when people break and then training camp will start at the end of July. So there's nothing artificial between now and then that makes anybody say, well, this has to get done now. Uh, especially a guy like Cooper Cup, who, you know, I know, Jordan, you, you asked him flat out about coming to mini camp and you guys shared a <laughs> laugh, like, like, of course he was going to be at mini camp. So it's, it's not a situation where they were concerned about that or there was some type of, uh, artificial deadline to get it done. I, it's, it's, uh, yeah, and again, as the, we talk about these things often, they can, they can have a, a framework, uh, and, and maybe there's some details that need to get done and will get done sometime over the next, month or whatever it may be, but it's not like they're starting from scratch or they're starting from uh, square one here. I, I would be very surprised uh, if that's the case. So we shall see. Hopefully sooner rather than later, hopefully Jordan can take some time off, as we talked about on the last podcast, <laughs> uh, to uh, to not be dealing with this stuff. That would be nice. So hopefully that's the case. Let's get back to, we have a few more minutes, so let's go to Kenneth, if you can hear us. Are you there, Kenneth? Yes, I'm here. So real quick, uh, OBJ, I think will be around, but you never know what will happen in this league. Some wide receiver might get injured and some team might get desperate and offer him a ton of money. AD concerns yep. about getting old is uh, off the table. Let's figure it out, man. He works so hard and, you know, look at, we can't compare them to old players, you know, because now the uh, basic, fine, you know, the, the way they take care of the body now is just better. So, you know, I'm not worried about that either. And my main question here is with Von Miller gone, has um, and making such a big deal about wanting to be on a Super Bowl winning team, has that provided some good locker room fodder for our guys? And how has that affected his relationship with any of the other guys, such as AD? Uh, thanks for the questions and the comments, uh, Kenneth. And you know, I don't think that it's I don't think it's locker room fodder. I think they have a really great relationship with Vaughn. Um, I think people, you know, just they just say stuff. I think it's like it's. I think it's a fair thing to call the Bills a Super Bowl contending team. Um, I think the Rams are a Super Bowl contending team. Um, I think the Bills offer was for quite a quite a bit of money. Um, and I also think that the possibility of, um, you know, winning a Super Bowl on three different teams is something that's probably really cool for a player like Von Miller, who has like kind of like Aaron has accomplished pretty much everything um, that they ever maybe would need to accomplish. Um, to me, that's an interesting goal that he has. Um, no, I don't think there's a, any sort of fracture there. I think that, you know, 
when the pads go on in September, you're, you're obviously talking about a much different situation and that's competitive, but you know, they all still are in contact with each other. Um, Leonard Floyd and, and actually Aaron, they were around Vaughn this past weekend at the pass rush summit, um, in Las Vegas, Greg Gaines was there. Um, just a lot of camaraderie that's still happening, especially again, before things get competitive, but these two teams, in my opinion, are going to be really, really exciting to watch. And I think one thread to follow as well is, you know, because the Von Miller deal, the Rams, you know, obviously waited and waited and waited to to have that decision be made. And because that deal fell through um, at the sort of in the final hour, um, they pivot to another player who they were extremely interested in. But if they had signed Vaughn, couldn't probably have signed Allen Robinson. Um, so I'm interested in following the various threads of each player's respective journey after that sort of last minute pivot. Please no one steal this story idea. I'm writing this. <laughs> Please no one take this from me. Uh, I was like, oh, I should stop talking. Um, they, uh, the, the various journeys of, uh, as the, of these two guys as they continue through the choices and the, the, the way that sort of fate led them exactly to where they happen to be and, and then following what happens after that and the ripple effects um, in a variety of ways, because, you know, as we saw, the Rams um, had the flexibility, not just for Allen, but also for Bobby. Um, and then also, um, you know, you're going to start to see moving into the the league itself about sort of how all of this stuff starts to um, starts to unfold. And I think that's going to be really interesting because these both of these teams, I think, are going to be in the postseason contention. So that'll be when the, the heat really gets turned up. Yeah, it, it definitely will. I mean, there's no question about it. it that that sequence of moves is going to have an impact on the Rams one way or another. I mean, it's not going to work out exactly the same as if they had signed Von Miller and didn't get Allen Robinson. That could be good, could be bad, could be somewhere in the middle. But uh, it'll be fascinating to track how that how that impacts uh, both sides of the ball. So, Jordan, I think we have time for one more question. Uh, so let's go to Corbin, if you're there. Yeah, can you guys hear me? Okay. Wonderful. Um, Jordan's been talking this whole time a lot, so I'm going to go ahead and give a question to Rich. Awesome. Any, any word on, uh, yeah, you're welcome. I hope you can take some time off here shortly. Um, I, we just saw the um, the Falcons drop the whole, hey, we're going to have our throwback helmets happening this year type of thing. I know that's coming down the pike with most NFL teams. Any word on what that looks like for Rams? I know a lot of Old head Rams fans on on Rams Twitter complain a lot about our helmets and they want to see the old ones in the field. Any any talk at all about that, or is that something for next week? Maybe. Rich, you're on mute. Oh, oh I am. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I was I was having some audio uh, problems there. Uh, but yeah, I, I, that, that's that's a really good question. You know, the interesting thing I, I actually missed part of your question there, Gordon. So I, I apologize. But um, the uh, the thing is that teams are now allowed to well use a second helmet or at least a second uh, color that sort of thing. So haven't heard from the Rams whether or not uh, that's going to happen. They have a lot of possibilities there. I know a lot of people love the old blue and white. A lot of people uh, maybe would want to see a, a gold helmet with some different accents. Uh, they have a lot of possibilities there. So I, I don't know exactly in which direction they're they're trending or what exactly they're thinking. But um, I'm excited to see what the possibilities are. I, I'm a fan of you know, I, I know this cuts both ways. People, oh, all the different uniform combinations. And, you know, I, I think now is the time to kind of test some of this stuff out and see, like, well, what does look good? You know, they, they tested out 
in a way, they tested out the uh, modern throwbacks and, and they kind of rolled those out and didn't quite know what the reaction was going to be. I mean, they obviously saved those for, for the following year after the rebrand. And those ended up being hugely popular. Uh, people love those. So I, I think it's fine to to kind of play with that stuff and, and see what uh, people respond to. And, and, you know, there's never been more interest than there is right now. So I would uh, I would be all in favor of, of what I'll, whatever they want to roll out. Corbin, thank you so much for asking that question. Also, because it gave me a second to check the transaction wire. I do that every day around this time. <laughs> and so I checked the NFL transaction wire and hey, lo and behold, the Rams have signed all of their rookies, their drafted wow. rookies uh, to their initial rookie contract. So also sort of a double good news uh, for the Rams. I don't know if you guys remember last year, there was some stuff um, within the new CBA about some of the third round picks. There was a little bit of uh, a delay and that meant that some guys couldn't really get into the work uh, as quickly as they maybe would have otherwise. Um, and so this time, this time around, um, everything happened all at once. And um, yeah, so thanks, Corbin, for asking that question, because uh was able to check and break a little news here on this live room and also um, share that out on Twitter. So appreciate you, man. What a great way to end. We got some, we even got some late breaking news in the breaking news podcast. Uh, that's awesome. Well, Jordan, uh, it's been a lot of fun again doing this. Thanks everybody for jumping on in short notice. I saw the number of people we had in here and that was awesome. Uh, the plan is to do something like this again. Uh, one week from now, we will share some specifics on, um, mostly on Twitter is probably the easiest way to find it. So make sure you're always following along with Jordan at Jordan Rodrigue on Twitter. I am at rich underscore Hammond. Thank you all for your, uh, subscriptions for following us for reading jordan's work for listening to all of our podcasts and uh jordan i know you're going to get to work on a story right now aren't you yeah it's going to be fun um one of one of a couple i think that'll come this this off season and guys also um love to hear your feedback as well you can tweet at me you can email me you can reach me in the comment section um, of theathletic.com or in this chat um i am going to be doing one of these uh outside of minicamp from on site. So um, what, you know, you guys tell me, you know, days and times it might work for you. I might throw up a poll. We could even do one Friday um, just kind of as a, a total roundup for uh, the happenings of, uh, of mini camp and, and getting everybody back in the building. So I'll, I'll probably put up a poll to see what you guys think about that, but definitely going to be firing up another one of these. Um, maybe we'll do it during happy hour. You guys let me know on that one too. Nice. Uh, so yeah, you guys, uh, I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be putting that out there here pretty quickly. But as always, thank you guys for jumping on with us. I know this has been an exciting time. Um, we have so much fun doing these, as you could probably tell. We get a little carried away sometimes. Um, myself, usually, Rich stays very calm. <laughs> but but uh, with with everything firing and everything going at once, it's just the best part of the job um, is experiencing this and experiencing it with you guys. So thanks again, everyone, for hopping on. Thank you for your great great questions. And we'll catch you next time.